Welcome to Alternative Dog Moms Podcast. I'm Kimberly Gautier, the creator of Keep the Tail Wagging. For the past nine years, I've been blogging about raw feeding, pet wellness, and life as a crazy dog mom. I've seen massive improvements in my dog's health since I started raising my dogs naturally, and I'm passionate about sharing my experience to help other pet parents. I'm Erin Scott. For the past nine years, I've been researching and learning everything I can about healing cancer, allergies, autoimmune, and mystery illnesses in both my dogs and myself, and I can't wait to share with you everything I've learned on this journey. As the Alternative Dog Moms, we're bringing you all the latest dog health news that we're following and sharing the tips, tricks, and resources we learn along the way. Now, let's get started. Hello, Erin. How's it going? I'm all right. I have a somewhat bored-seeming Nessie here, so... <laughs> we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, it's like you're still in your seat, so... <laughs> so that's an improvement, yeah. <laughs> so how are things going with her? In some ways, I think we're... We're getting into a good groove. We've had some small victories. Uh, I'm very proud of her stay. So I can put her on the sofa, tell her to stay, and then I can go move Nino around and outside and give him medicine or whatever I need to do and move him back. I can leave the room, be out of her sight, and she doesn't move a muscle. Oh, nice. So I'm very proud of that. And we've been doing some stuff in the house on the leash. And so we've been working on like a relax command. Mm -hmm. And so of course the Ravens lost, but the day of the big Ravens football game here in Baltimore, a couple weeks ago now, I was able to have her on the leash on the sofa. And Nino was with Tim on the other end of the sofa. And we all kind of hung out as a family and watched the football game. And that lasted for a while until the Amazon guy showed up and <laughs> then everybody kind of got all worked up and we had to go take a break. But uh, it was the first that we were all got to be in the same room on the same piece of furniture. Nice. You know, we had the sectional. So it was like, I'm on one end there on the other but so the training going is going well the virtual training yeah somewhat <laughs> <laughs> we're definitely going to do the in-person class too I felt like it escalated very quickly and I'm still like on the week one stuff but you know <laughs> yeah but I, I I'm very proud she's so smart and I, I couldn't ask anything more of her and I feel like Nina is still having some temper tantrums I have in this room that I'm in it's Tim's office and we have little trash cans and all of our like bedroom and bathroom trash cans are the ones that you have a little like lever and you have to lift the lid because Nino used to eat tissues out of all of them. So he had to go get covered ones. Well, now he, both of them have just learned to just knock the trash can over <laughs> and spill all the trash out. And we can tell from the poop piles that somebody's <laughs> eating tissues again, you know, <laughs> and then, like, if there's any kind of, like, like let's say there was a paper towel that Tim had, like, a piece of food on or something. It's like some, somebody's chewing up the paper towel or the bag or wrapper or whatever. Yeah. And so, like, in the bedroom, I had to just move the trash can, like, up on top of something. So, I feel like there's some honoriness going on. But, yeah. Overall, I feel like we're at least getting into a good group. Has it it's been three months, right? Almost, yeah. It like uh like two and a half, yeah. Okay. Wow. Well that's cool. Bella it has been with us for a year and some months, and she is my angel. 
She is such a sweet girl. I posted a picture the other day of her humping Apollo. I keep <laughs> wanting to capture a picture of it. And I finally did. I just think it's so funny because Apollo looks so unbothered. Like He's like, oh, here she goes again. And she just used to hump so me, determined. which was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's just so hilarious. And it's just, it's something she does when she gets really excited outside. And, and so, and she only, what's funny, she only does it when they're in their yard. If we're out and about where there's more space, she's fine. So she's, she's, she's so funny. I figured out that when she gets really, really worked up and so it's not, it seems, it looks like anxiety or, and fear, but it's just a lot of arousal energy that yeah. stuff is going on inside. She has, she has a safe space. So in one room, it's this dog bed or a sofa um, and in, in another room, she'll like, she goes to a place and she sits. And so when she's, and she won't come, you can't get her off of it. Like no treat, no nothing. Like you can still play with her, but you have to play with her in that spot. And you have to wait until she sort of winds down. Then she'll start moving and she'll leave the room and stuff. And the third thing is she has officially said no to the Centennial Trail. She will no longer walk on the Centennial Trail. So now only Apollo and Zoe go on the trail. And I was going to get a sniff spot because I was like, well, this will be fine. I'll take her to a sniff spot. But um, I realized it was actually Saturday. And I was like, I wonder if it's too late for me to get a sniff spot today. And then I was just like, my friend lives on 15 acres. So I texted her to say, hey, are you busy today? And she was like, yeah, why? And I was like, because I'm going to use your property as my very own dog park. And she was like, fine. <laughs> and so I went up and... Um, it's funny because I got there. She thought it, I was someone else arriving. And so she just opened the door and let her dogs out. And so I ended up walking around with all, with six dogs. Oh, wow. And it was, it was so much fun. Just, um, it started with five because Drake didn't come at first. Um, so we, we, we had, there's this very steep hill and it's, it's a, it's a nice walk. It's a, it's a easy walk, but it's a nice walk. And so we went up and we were walking and everyone's doing good. Everyone's listening well. Everyone's getting along well. Um, Zoe, I wasn't going to bring her because she's not a fan of other dogs, but she was so excited at the thought of us leaving that I could not leave her behind. So I was just like, well, we're just going to hope for the best. And she did absolutely phenomenal. But what was really funny is that my friend's dog, Graham, Graham kept was just very interested in Zoe. And Zoe was not interested in Graham. <laughs> so Zobel, Graham's a lab, a yellow lab. Zobel is a German shepherd. Zobel, every time Graham started, um, you know, sniffing around Zoe and he, Zobel saw that Zoe was starting to get, like she would be okay for a second. But then when he realized she was starting to get agitated, he would come in and just push Graham away. Or he would like, you know, or he would like playfully like growl at him and, and you know, just sort of like mouth his neck and just like push him out of the way. And then he would just go on. And it was the cute, and I got it on camera. I, it was the cutest thing where he kept doing that. And so we did a walk and um, another one of my friends, she came home and she, we all walked again. And I, I did, I did, I did the lap twice with all of the dogs, including Zoe. But then I put her in the car, which she didn't like, cause I didn't want to, I wasn't sure how she would do on a third walk. Cause you know, she's, she's getting older. And so I didn't want to overdo it, but it was, it was fun. And so now that's what I'm going to do once a week is just show up at my friend's house and walk my dogs. Oh, that's a good idea. It's yeah. funny. I had been looking at sniff spots in my area because 
I'm like obsessed with this idea that I need to get Nessie doing some kind of like dog sport thing, even mm-hmm. if it's not like an official competing thing, but just, yeah. the, you know, doing something with her. So uh, we had the big Maryland Pet Expo here a couple weeks ago, and they have some different like dog sports set up where you can try them with your dog. Now, Nessie at this point is not a dog I could bring to some big crowded area with all these other people with all these other dogs and all these other people not watching their other dogs and you know we've talked about that yes but there is a dog sport called lure coursing and this was a new one that yes i've wanted to try that with apollo so you can buy home versions Mm -hmm. but i feel like our backyard would still be too small so i was like if i buy this thing i need to get get a sniff spot and set it up or something and let her like run after this thing because i was like oh she would kill this she (laughs) oh that's exactly what she needs as much of a prey drive as she has so yeah we're, we're we're exploring some options oh that would be so much fun that would be so much fun so yay and i got to meet pat miller the famous dog trainer when I the- saw your picture and yeah. I actually showed it to my friend because I was like tell me you're a nerdy dog mom without telling me you're a nerdy dog mom <laughs> I was like you look at her face she looks like she's standing next to Tom Cruise or <laughs> I don't know name any other famous actor I'm sorry what is it Jason Statham I was very embarrassed to ask for a picture it was it was the look on your face like literally I'm like I don't know who this person is but the look on your face tells me that it's someone important because you were just in like heaven. It was so funny. Well, she's like one of the godmothers of like the positive dog training movement. And she's actually based here in Maryland, but she's in like the Western part of the state. And so I know a couple of people that have like gone through some of her like trainings and courses, like as, as dog trainers and things. And so I had no idea that she was going to be at this event. Like it wasn't like advertised well. So I have a friend of mine, she's been on, on the Believe in Dog podcast, and she has a organization like for, it's called Kids for Canines, and she works with kids to train, like do dog training with shelter dogs and stuff. So I see that she has a tent, like a booth set up. So I'm like, oh, we have to go visit her booth. And I get over there and there's like a sign that says, Pat Miller book signing 12 to 1 p.m. And it was like 1230. And I go, oh, my God, Pat Miller's here. And she <laughs> turns around and goes, yes, I'm right here. <laughs> and I'm like expecting there would be like this whole big, huge line of people. And there's like literally nobody there. <laughs> it's like me like, oh, my God. Pat Miller. <laughs> and then she, and so then I like end up buying like all these books. And then my friend's like, oh, you should get a picture. And I'm like, I hate like asking anybody for pictures or I, I like never take like selfies or anything and she's just like putting her arm around me and I'm like oh my god (laughs) the whole thing just like caught me so off guard I was very unprepared (laughs) yeah you were it was your fangirl moment it was so (laughs) hilarious when I saw that picture it was just so absolutely hilarious um speaking of Jason Statham so far, I have blocked 15 <laughs> accounts. This whole thing is very crazy to me, like just very hilarious. And I, we didn't talk about this on the last podcast, but we did talk about my love of the movie, The Beekeeper, which I have seen twice. And I will go see it 10 more times. I I found it in extremely enjoyable, so much so that apparently one of my friends says he will never go to a movie with me again. <laughs> 
because he said that not only did I laugh too loud, but I laughed at all of the inappropriate things. And it was just a scary and, and unnerving for to see me have such enjoyment of violence. But, you know, <laughs> it's Jason Statham. It's a Jason Statham movie. You know what you're going to get. And, oh, and, and I'm here and for it. Inside, a friend of mine went to see it this week. And she texts me and she goes, I loved it. She was trying to convince her husband to go. He wasn't interested in going, but she changed his mind. And so they went and he said he didn't really like it because it just made no sense. And I just texted her back. Tell me you have never seen a Jason Statham movie without telling me you've never seen a Jason Statham. It's like, that's not the point of a Jason Statham movie. It is to just completely unplug and just have fun. It's like, it's like going really, really fast on a motorcycle, on the back of a motorcycle. Or I mean, it's not probably the best thing to do, but it's enjoyable for the time that you're doing it. But yeah, so I saw on Facebook, because I am a follower of his um, his official fan page, and that, you know, he was like, thank you, everyone, for making the beekeeper, blah, 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 blah. And I commented, you know, you truly know, I think what I said, I was like, you know the assignment, because you show up and you deliver every time. I've already seen it twice. I think it's the best movie of 2024 so far. And other people even responded like, really? You've seen it twice? Is it that good? I was, and I was like, yeah, it's that good. And other people were like, yeah, I'm there with her. It's but also I'm getting comments from Jason Statham, both Jason Statham and then Jason Statham spelled incorrectly. Jason dot Statham. Jason yep, exactly. and I did have Jason O. Statham followed my Facebook page, but he hasn't said anything yet. Um, um, Jason Statham profile was blocked. But yeah, so basically for a while, every couple days, I block one or two Jason Statham accounts because they basically either comment or send me a private message saying, hey, this is the real Jason Statham. Thank you so much for supporting me. Um, Hey, if you want to talk, because I really like to talk to my fans, click here. Mm -hmm. And I just find it ironic that on a movie about people, someone being scammed because they clicked on a link. There's all these scammers that are trying to get me to click on a link. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, it's insane how many, I, I refuse to delete my comment, but um, I do, am taking quite uh, joy out of the fact that I, there are so many fake Jason Statham accounts. Like, are those real people actually doing that? Are these just like bots? Like, if there's a real people sitting around, like, I'm going to be Jason Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I bet you it's a little bit of both. I do know that I bet you it's a little bit of both, but it probably is mostly bots or, or some type of, just like the movie, some type of spammer farm type place. Yeah. There is a woman, I don't know, did you watch Stranger Things? Uh, the... First. Okay, so that's, that's my answer right there. <laughs> Some of it, not all of it. I won't go into the details. I'll just say a character, a character, someone created a fake social media account on based on the actor for a character in Stranger Things. I think that one of the, not the first season, but the, like this third season, I think. And um, duped a woman out of like $10,000. She like left her husband. She was, and even when, they like, I don't know what happened, but it was proven to her that this is not the, this is not the actor. She still would not believe 
that she wasn't in a relationship with this actor. Oh boy. Yeah. So, so that's why I say it could be real people, but it could be also just, I don't know. Who knows? Okay. Back to, to food and dogs and stuff like that. Before we get any more complaints. I know before someone complains. They talk too much about TV and stuff. Okay. So, but um, yes. So last week we spoke with Chan of Oncotech and he graciously offered to send both of us kits and you received yours. I, mine might be in the mailbox, but um um, but I'm assuming I'll I'll get mine this week too, and I'm excited. So, which dog are you testing? Definitely need no. Yeah, I'm testing Zoe. I I I do want to test Apollo eventually as well, but I'm definitely testing Zoe. And I'm I'm kind of I'm not anxious about it, but I'm kind of like I don't know. I look at my dogs. Because I think I was, Johan and I were talking about Scout earlier today and the fact that when he was diagnosed with cancer, you know, the fact, like he had had cancer and we don't know for how long before it it actually started showing up in his lymph nodes. And um, then we got confirmation. So it's just sort of like, you know, if I could have tested, if I could just set aside, you know, that's definitely a test that I would want to do on an annual basis. Especially since my pet insurance premium skyrocketed. Oh. I've been seeing people talking about this, but when I got the email this morning, I was absolutely shocked. $385 a month for three dogs. What was it previously? I think I was at like maybe $225, and like even and, and I thought that was a lot, but I also had like a low deductible and a high percentage back. So I was just like, no, okay. But yeah, $385. That's insane. I mean, that's a car payment. Yes. That's what I was thinking. It's like, that is that, I mean, it was, it was more than my previous car payment. So I just, I made changes to the deductible and the percentage I get refunded to, cause I, I was like, my goal is to get it below $300 a month. It's just like, I cannot afford this um, over the long run, especially since my issue is paying that much and having my dog just be healthy. Yeah. Like, you know, basically being super lucky and my dog just lives a long, healthy life and I'm paying this just in case money. Yeah. It's like, that's a lot. I mean, and, and when I think about it, like the number of people we, well, I shouldn't say we, but you know, it's so pressured upon people to get pet insurance, you know, get pet insurance. So, cause you never know what'll happen. And for us, for the, the rates to be that high, I mean, they basically are making, I mean, I guess a lot of industries or, you know, segments of the pet industry is making pet ownership something that only a certain class of person can afford to do. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, it's just, it's insane. And I mean, I don't know anyone that can afford that. And then when I posted about it, I'm hearing from people who are spending over $200 on one dog. I haven't ever had it. Like with no, with no issues. It's not like they have a bunch of claims. Right. Yeah. I, I've, I was tempted to get rid of it. But having gone through Scout's cancer, having it allowed me to do everything that I wanted to do. I didn't have to make any decisions. Right. Um, and, and it got us 
that, you know, we could afford to, to just do everything. And I am lucky that I, I, you know, I have a, a good job and so I can pay for this, but, um, I will definitely, as time goes on, rethink I'll, I'll be thinking twice about pet insurance and I'm, I'm considering looking, I guess Costco has a pet insurance plan oh. was telling about, and I'm look, I'm going to, um, I have to go do a Costco run this week and I'm going to talk to them about it because that might be an option as well. But I mean, I appreciate, you know, Embrace is a phenomenal company, but no, I mean, a hundred, more than a hundred dollars, especially on a puppy. Ellen's a puppy. What do you think is going to happen? I mean, granted, anything can happen, but usually the puppies are the low, you know, that's, they don't start going up until they start getting older. Right. And so, yeah, so shocking. Yeah. I've been on the fence about it. I mean, there's definitely times where it really would have, you know, come in handy. Um, And you know, years ago, 15, 20 years ago, it always sort of seemed like a scam almost. Mm -hmm. And then it does seem like at some point over the last 10 years or so that, you know, there's more options, there's more plans that are actually, you know, somewhat beneficial to people. I know people for whom, you know, it's been a big lifesaver. There's definitely a couple of times when like it really would have been handy for us to have had. And I, and so I've thought about it a lot with this one, because I feel like with Nino being 10, I don't know that it's, you know, I don't know that he could get a plan anywhere. I don't know that it's cost yeah. effective. And, you know, Tim and I were looking at it almost more from like the catastrophic coverage situation, you know, more yeah. than like I want because, you know, with the vet we work with and, you know, the things we do, I don't know that there are any reasonable options out there. But like, yeah, if it could help with like, you know, God forbid something happens and you're having that $10,000 vet bill or something. You know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> and what I loved about, or what I do love about Embrace is that they covered both holistic and traditional. So okay. they covered his acupuncture, they covered his, his herbals, medication. They, they, I even found out after the fact that they would have covered the CBD oil that I was buying for him. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they have really good coverage and their customer service is so I was really hesitant to, to leave. So, and when I contacted them, they were completely understanding. So I'm sure they're probably getting contacted by like, what? Well, I'm glad they're being kind in their customer service and not jerks about it. (laughs) But it's just like, I, it was just, and and he did, he, he sat there on the phone with me and we just played around with the numbers. Cause I was like, this is my goal. And so we played around with the numbers to see how to make that happen. And we did, and we're good to go. But yeah, it was, um, it was, it was fun while it lasted. Cause <laughs> <laughs> I'm grateful that that's not, I mean, cause I did hear from one, one of my friends said something about how she, she just has a special savings account for her dogs and then they use care credit if there's an emergency. And it's like, that is another option, but it's just, oh my gosh, just so I just think about people who right now I've been thinking of, I'm getting a lot of messages. I get messages probably about two or three a day now from people who want to feed raw and just can't do it. And some of these messages are truly heartbreaking where people are like, I am doing the best that I can. I need help. I cannot do this because it, the cost is so much. And I know I need to do this. I know I need to feed my dogs better, but I cannot afford this for, you know, two big dogs or three big dogs. And you think about, you know, raw feed, you know, wanting people to feed, whether it be raw or cooked, 
or, or just a, a higher quality kibble plus pet insurance, you know, plus just the, um, just the taking care of dogs. I mean, and, and the thing about it is that the supplement industry, <laughs> they're having everyone convinced that we need to get every other supplement to keep our dogs alive. And it's just really, um, I, I have not recommended kibbles more in my life where I'm just telling people try kibble with fresh food and slowly, instead of trying to do this cold Turkey switch to a diet that you can't afford, do kibble, you know, a, you know, get the best quality kibble you can afford, add fresh food, and then work your way into raw feeding because that's what worked for me. So I actually saw a post, I meant to send it to you. It was probably two, three weeks ago now that was going around like the Baltimore rescue community Facebook pages. And it was basically like that somebody was trying to rehome a white pit bull that had massive skin allergies. And this guy had been trying to do all these different things to help the dog. And basically like the only thing that ever helped at all was trying to do a raw diet, but he couldn't afford it. He's like, I'll be really honest. I can't afford to do this. And he wanted to rehome it with somebody who could afford to do raw Mm -hmm. because it made the dog, you know, because the dog's quality of life was so much better, but he just like, I can't afford all this vet treatment and all this, all this stuff. And I was, that like was heartbreaking to me. And, you know, with the organization I volunteer with here in Baltimore, you know, a lot of what we do is providing vet care. It's conventional vet care, but, you know, I mean, we get that contacted by people, I mean, constantly who, you know, can't afford things and what are, are their options that will help pay with vet bills other than care credit, you know, are there grants, are there this and that? I mean, it's it's really crazy and, you know, it does make me think about like the access to care issue and it being like, you know, an equality issue or, you know, like, should it only be that like, you know, it's a privileged few yeah. who can like afford to have pets. And I, th- I think that stuff is very much a part of like, yeah, what I see a lot because of the volunteer work we do and stuff. Yeah. It's, I think this is the first time I've been really faced with it and it's just really, you know, I think in our country, we talk a lot about privilege and it's like the amount of privilege I have is staggering when I think of what I can do for my pets. And, you know, the fact that, you know, I, a week ago, I did a, put up a video or, you know, um, on Instagram of my freezer and my pantry. And now I feel so embarrassed for having done that, you know, cause I was just mostly showing this as, you know, staying organized and things like that. And now I'm just like, I have another video to put up and I can't put it up because it's just sort of like, Oh my gosh, you know, I feel like those, you know, ladies showing off their, um, Stanley cups. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, are you kidding me? And, and I know that, you know, everyone has, you know, different levels of what they can do. And what I do is, I mean, it's not that I'm, going and spending, you know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars on things. I'm just very focused on shopping sales. I, I grew up with a baby boomer. I was raised by a baby boomer. So I, I can follow the sales and, and I know 
exactly where to go to get the best prices. And, and most of the baby boomers were raved by depression era people yes. and have a lot of that mindset. We were talking exactly. about that with my family the other night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like I, I actually spent a day, I took a day off because I wanted to better understand what was available in my area. And I actually drove from store to store with a notepad and priced out everything so I can identify where the best prices were, but then also take keep in mind like gas. So mm-hmm. yeah, I can drive down to Everett and get like Cornish game hen for three dollar, I think three dollars and twenty five cents. However, I can get it, you know, so that's like a uh, I think it's about a 20 minute drive, 20, 25 minute drive. But one way. It's about a 20 minute drive one way. Um, or I can drive five minutes from here and get it for $3.85 a pound. And, you know, it's, and it's, you know, balancing that out, looking at um, the food, like, for instance, someone told me uh, years ago, that they got a lot of their food from Costco. And when you look at the price per pound of meat at Costco, at least at Costco where I am, that's just not a viable option. Because it is just the meat. I still have to go and buy the organ meat and buy the bone. But when I get it through the co-op with everything together, I'm spending less than what I would get at Costco. So that's just not a viable option. And it's just like understanding and working out those numbers. And the fact that a lot of the grocery store meats, like they, they have at our outlet store, whole um, rabbit. But it's not, it's for human consumption. So it doesn't have the organs, mm. doesn't have the fur, it, you know, it has a bone, but I would still have to get the organs and, and stuff. So it's just like, is it really, and oh, and it's still crazy expensive. Oh my gosh. It's insanely expensive. Yeah. Once every couple of years, Tim will buy a rabbit, uh, from a local farm and he'll do like a bacon wrapped rabbit. <laughs> I don't eat it. <laughs> He usually shares some of it with the dogs, not the bacon, but the rabbit. But, you know, I guess, you know, you need that bacon for the fat and all. Yeah. I've I've been tempted to, you know, have you seen those like those meat services? Yeah. I've been tempted to check those out. I've been looking at them. And since a lot of influencers will have a discount code, Mm -hmm. I've been tempted to check it out, like do it for four months. Cause it's like, it, it's a so much off of four months Yeah, and do it just for the four months. Cause after four months I would have so much meat. Yeah. You know, and it would be like the one I was looking at, it would end up being $400 by the time it was, well, less than 400 is it's $400 thing. And then I think it's, I don't know how much off. So I think it would drop it down to like $60 for, you know, so what is that? $240. But I would have so much meat and I would get exactly what I wanted and just, but then my thought was I was going to do this like for us, the humans, not for the dogs, but all of the freezer space that I have is for (laughs) the dogs. We don't really have a lot of freezer space for meat, but I'm still thinking about doing it, like going through and cleaning out um, old stuff that's been in the freezer for years and hasn't been touched and making some room and (laughs) just getting some of the foods that we do eat. And that way we can just stock up. That's funny. You have to give up your dog freezer space. That's not happening. (laughs) I know exactly. I've already given up plenty of the dog free. There's like a little tiny section that has hamburgers in it (laughs) because we, we were buying burgers for a barbecue for actually a memorial. And Johan bought some. I bought some, but I don't think Johan liked what I bought. So he went and bought something different. And so we ended up with way too many burgers. 
And so I need to, I'll, I need to just start eating that, like have a burger patty for dinner, <laughs> but just, to, or give them to the dogs. I think he would lose. I think Johan would lose his mind though. If I, cause it's like everything else is going to the dogs. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> yes. Here's also two supportive partners here. <laughs> <laughs> You don't, you just don't understand. (laughs) But speaking of, you know, everything that's going on with social media, I got 700 new followers in the month of January. Oh, wow. Facebook and Instagram, because so many people are interested in improving what they're feeding their dogs. And so I'm really excited about that. It's, it's really, there's a lot going on that makes me sad. You know, I want to say, I'm so sorry to, I don't know her, her name's Kimberly, actually, Hera's owner. She's the dog that, that passed away recently that was eating um, a popular raw food brand. I won't go into who or what I think everyone knows, but I do want to say that I'm so terribly saddened because it's always sad when someone loses their dog. But I do think all of this discussion about diet that people have been having because of the kibble fiasco and now the um, raw food recall has made people or it's it's done the job of making people sec or think twice about what they're feeding their dogs. I mean, I remember going through this all in with the 2007 with the melamine. That was the mm-hmm. first time that it really was on my radar about like, oh, you know, what you feed your dog matters. Because before that, we just bought whatever at the grocery store, you know. Did you immediately change when you went during that time? Um, I believe we definitely changed. I mean, we still fed kibble, but like we changed to like a higher quality brand that wasn't like on the list of affected brands or whatever. Because yeah. I think we had been feeding one of the affected brands, if I'm remembering correctly. Like it was like kind of terrifying. Yeah. I What I remember is the chicken jerky. Mm. And going into the pet store and seeing it just piles of it just on display and, and asking them, are you guys aware that there is a recall? And at the time I didn't understand to me, I thought if there was a recall, that meant every lot of the product was gone. You didn't, there wasn't, there was no certain, you know, um, there wasn't a lot. It was just like, basically you need to take all of this product out. Cause I'm thinking of like, you know, when there's a recall of salad, even though I'm sure it's still a lot, but basically you go into the store and all the bag salads. Right, right, right. And, and so I was just shocked that I was just like, oh my gosh, they don't care if they're killing dogs. Um, but that was my, I, I was already um, doing different things at that time. But there were, there were times where it was kind of, for me, it wasn't an immediate change. It was, it went back and forth where not so much with the kibble and the raw, but with the other things, because that's, it's never just the kibble and raw. It's everything you, you have to make a shift in everything you do because you start looking at everything differently, like the shampoo that you're giving to your dogs or the, the topical flea and tick treatment. And you just start looking at everything that you're doing. And I was still doing raw, raw, Raw hued chews, raw high chews. Oh yeah, I mean we used to do those too back in the yeah. day. And what finally got me to stop giving my dogs raw high? Like I knew, I knew enough to never photograph my dogs with one. If I took a picture 
and notice a rawhide chew in the corner, I would retake the picture. <laughs> I was not giving up my rawhide chews because I was just like, nope, those my dogs love them. It keeps them quiet for a period of time. One time Rodrigo, I don't know. Well, he obviously swallowed something whole. It was sharp. And he was, he was doing the, like the child pose mm. stretches all day. And I Googled it, like, what does this mean? And and it came back that maybe there's something your dog is, is something that's basically irritating their gut and they're trying to get it to move. So I was about to take him to the vet, to the emergency vet. And they went over all of his symptoms with me, you know, look at his gums, do all these things. And they're like, how about this? Let's wait a little bit. And if it's, if he's still doing this in a few hours, then call us and we'll bring him in. Um, and thank God, because what I did is they said, go take him for a walk and see if we can get this working through. And he went for a walk. He had diarrhea. It was horrible because it was super bloody diarrhea. So I'm convinced, oh my gosh, my dog is dying. I'm a monster. Um, this a p- partial of a sharp rawhide chew came on out with it. And then after that, he was fine. No problems whatsoever. And wow. I never touched those things again. And I count myself lucky that it, it could have been so much worse. But yeah, it took a, it took a while for me to, um, I gradually shifted everything that I did. Yeah, I think we, I, when I first heard about raw feeding, I couldn't afford it. <laughs> and it took like, well, from 2008 to 2013, really, before I could afford to do the raw. But we had already started doing other things like, mm-hmm. you know, oh, they really don't need all that heart guard. You know, like at first I would just do it like in the summer months or I would just mm-hmm. do it like every other month or something. And then I was, you know, and then like the flea tick stuff kind of the same way. And I just started really, you know, I mean, I'm going to read, I'm going to research, I'm going <laughs> to look at all these things. I'm going to buy all the books, you know, and, and I knew diet was like the biggest part of that, but it, it took us a little while before we could we could get that together. Like I remember we paid off Tim's Jeep in August, 2013. And then in September, 2013, we bought our first, uh, you know, thing of raw food. Um, cause I would buy like 30 pounds at a time. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a standard it car payment. <laughs> so, I mean, I think it's funny because I know that people, everyone has their opinions. I have my opinions. You have your opinions. We all have our thoughts on what's going on, but I think, if there is a bright side, it's that so many people are having the conversation about what they can do to feed their dogs better. Yeah. So there is that. You just always hope that it's not, you know, to the detriment or yeah. <laughs> things of, of other of others, you know. Absolutely. Oh, Billinghurst Institute. Yes. We're taking a DIY raw feeding course. So where are you? Uh, I think I'm about the same place you are. I'm so surprised because I literally thought that I said, I bet you she finished it. Oh, my God. It's 170 (laughs) videos. I bet she stayed up all night and finished it. I won't look at how many videos there are because I'm afraid that if I do, I'll be like, yeah, no, I can't do this. I thought I was like speeding along. And then somehow I saw like I was like video 11 of 170 But, but yeah. now I'm like, wow, that's a lot to learn. And I'm very excited. And I like that there are quizzes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I'm, yeah, so I'm starting the third one. I'm, I'm doing a, like 
I'm going to, I'm going to step it up because I was doing like a segment a week. I was going to do a segment a week, but now I'm going to do like two or three segments or or probably I would say two segments a week. And so I basically put the computer next to my elliptical and I just turn it on while he's talking and um, do my elliptical. So that way I can kill two birds with one stone. And because it's so easy to listen to him. Mm -hmm. And, and I think what I appreciate is he's not boring. It's not like he has this monotone. Um, And so far what he's saying is, is stuff that I know is just sort of like re reiterating what I already know, except for like when he went over his background and history, that was fun. To that was very fascinating to me. Yeah. yeah. That was really cool. I wish he had said more of that when we talked to him. Cause I know good that, story. that was just, that was just really kind of cool. And, but yeah, so it's, it's really interesting and I'm, and I'm looking forward to just going into it. So I do it on Sundays. Sundays is my, I have a, <laughs> I have a very, very um, regimented life. <laughs> and I don't feel that it's regimented, but it is um, because I'm, I'm that person that I have, I like to do things on a schedule and Sundays is, you know, like Sunday morning. I, you know, I walk the dogs. Um, I come back. I start, I schedule out you know, like part of the week of social media and getting that stuff done. I do some cleaning around the house uh, some laundry. And then I meet my friends at the brewery and I hang out there for about an hour to two hours. And then I come home, feed the dogs and go upstairs to do my elliptical, do um, whatever course I'm doing, do that. And, but this Sunday was different because my cat decided that he loved me so much that he needed attention. <laughs> so I'm doing the elliptical and it's in like a spare bedroom. And my my laptop is sitting on the bed. And um, my cat is sitting on the, standing on the edge of the bed and, you know, like getting ready, like to leap at me. And I'm on the elliptical looking at my cat like, oh, this isn't going to be fun. Because my cat doesn't, he will, he will claw it to hold on if he leaps at me. <laughs> so I slow down and I just reach down and pick him up. And so now I'm doing the elliptical while I'm petting my cat and listening to Dr. Ian Billinghurst. And so <laughs> I just feel like I am the champion of multitasking. <laughs> Yay me. Yes, that is quite. <laughs> I will sometimes uh, lately. I, I don't like. I don't know what I did before we had messy. I feel like I must have had so much free time. I feel like I am just constantly like feeding somebody, cleaning something, prepping something, you know, like, and I'm just like, I'm exhausted. <laughs> like, yeah. And it just seems to take hours every day. And so I do put a lot of things on, you know, while I'm dog momming around the house or cleaning things or, you know, dishing out, you know, meal prepping for them or whatever meal prepping for me. I've been trying to make a big batch of my soup every week to take for my lunches for work. Cause I was like getting annoyed at how much I was spending on lunch at work. And so I'm trying to, trying to be better about that. And Tim calls it fart soup, but I like it. <laughs> Has cauliflower and broccoli in it. (laughs) 
Yeah. So, so I like having, if I'm not, you know, I'm either listening to some sort of crime podcast or, or some sort of dog thing. <laughs> I know that's basically what I'm doing is I'm listening to that. And, and it's, and I, yeah, I usually listen to my, my, a book. So I, I have a, one of my favorite authors, I'm listening to um, one of her books, which I, I love it so much. I've, I, I'm, I'm also repetitive and I read somewhere that people do this because it gives them comfort. So I listen to or read books on repeat. Like I know books very well and I watch TV shows and movies on repeat. So I'm in season five of Grey's Anatomy once again. again. <laughs> yeah, Izzy is, hasn't found out that she has cancer yet, but she's starting to show the symptoms because Denny is back, but he's not really there. But we don't know yet that he's a sign of her cancer. So he's a symptom of her cancer. So yeah. I do read like I do have like a couple like comfort books that I'll like reread every once in a while or something and like I don't know we've probably seen every episode of like The Office and Big Bang Theory and Parks and Rec but we you know we always put Big Bang Theory is really good and I saw something somewhere because I I watched it you know because it you know because it's on a syndication so there's Mm -hmm. a certain time it's it's literally on somewhere on some channel at all hours and it's just it's enjoyable and I saw something where someone was like it's just a, a just a very bad show and I'm like really what and I, when people say things like, like you know, when people <laughs> say that the beekeeper doesn't make sense, I'm always like, what is your, like, what are your requirements? Because maybe my requirements aren't the same because I'm very, very basic when it comes to <laughs> what entertains me. And I think it's the reason why also is because like what you said, I'm always doing something with the dogs. Like always, if I'm not walking my dogs or cleaning up after my dogs or feeding my dogs or preparing food for my dogs or just entertaining my dogs. I am learning about how to do all these things better. And I, I'm, I'm backed up on courses that I need to take. I've so, I can't take on any more courses. I, I, cause I am so behind. I have, after this one, I am going to finish Rita Hogan's food energetics course. And I think, I feel like there's another one floating out there, but I think I'm just going to have to let that one go. Yeah. She has her herbalism level one course. Yeah. I can't remember if I bought it or not. So I need to go and look. I want to do that one. I, and I wish like, like I love being a part of inside scoop, right? But it's like only on Facebook and that's like super annoying to me to try to like listen to in the car. And it's mm-hmm. like, I wish it was more of like a podcast feed yeah. so I could actually like pause it and like come back to it. And well, if and I hit also, a bump, I wouldn't lose my place in the video because my I phone like went the, um, What I like about YouTube and podcasts is that, well, cause I pay for YouTube premium is if my phone goes black, it still plays. So it's not like if I turn yeah, my, like, yeah, you know, exactly. it'll still play where with Facebook, if you set your phone down and it, it'll just stop. And then when you come back, right. you know, they're, they're still going, but you know, it didn't pause for you. Yeah. And I so, have all those kinds of problems. So like, I love the like private podcast feed thing. Mm-hmm. If people can do that. Cause I, I have this huge chunk of time every day where I'm in the car, but like half the stuff I want to yes. listen to, I like, can't, you know, listen to it. And I'm just like, oh. but yeah. I, I need my comfort TV because so much of my life, oh, speaking of which, I got so insulted. Um, I didn't take it personally. I mean, I recognized that it was a mean thing to say. It was just like, oh, that wasn't nice. But it also made me laugh so hard. 
But I think, I don't know if you saw that I posted that someone blocked me because of my opinion of Taylor Swift. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, someone was upset because, you know, they said people are, you know, football fans are just having meltdowns over Taylor Swift and da 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 da. And I was just like, yeah. I was like, I'm sure some people are annoyed whenever the camera pans over the Taylor Swift during a football game, but I bet the bulk of football fans don't give a damn about Taylor Swift. And I was like, I I really don't think they care. And she did not like that. I was like, and she was like, no, I am seeing the videos. And I'm like, but I was like, is it really the fans or is it the algorithm that's sending that to you? Because, and I just like, I was like, cause I, I mean, I'm, I'm not really into football like I used to be, but a lot of my friends are, and no one's talking about Taylor Swift. And she goes, she says that, you know, well, all your friends only care about dogs. And the only thing you guys do is about dogs. <laughs> So what would you know about Taylor Swift in football? I'm not surprised you haven't seen this. Oh my god! And it was just like, oh my god! I was like, I collect rocks. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, is that what you think of me? Like I have nothing else going on except. I mean, granted, I appreciate that pretty much ninety nine percent of the stuff I post on social media is dog related. But, but like that's your thing on social media. I know it's just like, but I just thought that was so funny. It was just, and then she blocked me. <laughs> I have seen more people who were like, well, if you have a problem with Taylor Swift, then, <laughs> then I have actually seen people who have a problem with Taylor Swift. So I, I don't I mean, know. I just like, I don't really care about Taylor Swift. I know. I, know. I said to Tim, like I, w- like, I wish there were like certain topics or whatever, like keep, like, I wish I could just like hide anything Taylor Swift from my algorithm. I oh wish I could God. like hide anything like after the Ravens lost to the Chiefs, <laughs> I was like, I wish I could just like hide anything about that. <laughs> like, I don't want to see anything else about our loss. Wouldn't that be nice if there was like um, keywords? You know yeah. how um, Twitter like I wish I could has... hide anything about an election anywhere. Yeah, about Twitter anyone. has like, the trending stuff. If there was a way that Facebook would have the trending things, and, and you, you can just like unhighlight, like yes. nope, nope, and nope. I don't want to hear anything. You know, because like topic. YouTube. Has a thing where it'll bring up videos, and I can, like, you know, no, no, right quick, but it's like, you know, the dot, 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 you click on that and you just say, um, no, I'm not interested in this. But you also can say, don't recommend this channel to me ever again. And yeah, I would like, I that. want more of that on Facebook. Don't yeah. recommend this to me ever again. Yeah. I'm not interested in it. Like, I really do just kind of want my feed to be mostly dogs. <laughs> yes. I mean, I like that. I What's so nice is that, you know, when a friend of mine, she, she, she and I were talking, I forgot what she said her feed was. Yeah, she showed me a picture of her Facebook feed. It was insane. Just like, it made, for her, it made no sense. Like, it had sick kids, like sick kids in the hospital. And I'm like, did you comment on something? She's like, no. And I'm like, do you know someone with, with a sick child? She's like, no. And I'm like, why do you have so, there's three pictures in your feed. Like, right. It was like a grid. It's like, there's three pictures. She's like, I know. And I mean, it was like her, I mean, it was hardly, I mean, there were dogs too, but it was, <laughs> the dogs didn't trump the kid. It made no sense. And so, um, so I, you know, my feed is pretty much, not only is it dogs, but my feed is, fun dog stuff. 
like I don't have any and I, I maybe it's you know my New Year's resolution of staying in my lane, which I've only swerved out of three times so far this year. <laughs> That's a pretty good track record. So. Oh, yeah, so I'm doing pretty good. Very but um, I don't see any angry dog trainers anymore. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah. Don't see it. I don't see the dog trainer fight. I mean, if I do see dog trainer stuff, but also I don't really dive deep. I'll like read like oh, and keep scrolling because that's not my lane. Um, I don't see. I hardly see anything except for just mostly actually, you know, cute dog stuff. And then I love comedians. So I have a lot of comedian stuff. Yeah, I get a lot of comedian stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, that's pretty much what's my, well, this is, this is my, and I'm also mostly on my Facebook page when I'm on Facebook. So um, that's what I primarily see when I'm on my personal page. I don't really scroll. I just go and post something innocuous and bounce or, and cause every time the, the times that I, you know, straight out of my lane was because I was on my personal Facebook and I commented, I don't think anyone cares about Taylor. So, see, that was me. That was not my lane. <laughs> Another time someone was saying something about Christians and I was like, nah, I'm a Christian and da, da. again, not my lane. That wasn't my lane. And so I'm, I'm learning that um, um, unless it's someone I know very well uh, and I, cause I'm, I'm learning that people, that was the other thing that she says, when I post things on Facebook, I don't post them to defend them, nor do I care about anyone else's opinion. And I was like, oh, okay. I understand. <laughs> That's weird to me, but okay. <laughs> okay. But so, um, but yeah, so I'm learning that, you know, don't comment on other people's stuff unless I know them. So I don't comment a lot. <laughs> I never did. <laughs> it's just, it's just not worth it. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not seeing any type of like the stuff that I saw last year all the time. I'm not seeing, I mean, the, I actually have to go and search things out if I want to know like an update on what's going on around the, the dog lover world. Otherwise I don't see it. Well, that's all I got for you. <laughs> One last thing I just have to mention since we mentioned Billinghurst. Yes. The Gussie Gut Treats. I just <gasps> ordered a yes! whole bunch more. I can't believe I forgot about those. Okay. I want to try them because my dogs go so crazy for them. <laughs> I'm not going to, but I want to because it's just like, really, guys, you've had treats before. But yeah, they they are magical. Yeah, I just I just ordered a whole bunch more because like I think Nino will like riot if we run out. <laughs> <laughs> like from the minute they were delivered to our house. Tim was like, what is in that package? He's been like, and it's like, like you said, I order stuff. We get real dog bags. We get, you know, I order stuff all the time. He has never been like that obsessed with something before I ever even opened the box <laughs> or the packaging or whatever. And so, yeah. So with all of our with stuff with Nessie and with having to create and gate and rotate everybody all the time, like that's how we can get him to do it is with the Gussie Get Treats. I have to break them into pieces because they're a pretty big size. Yeah. And I have to break them into pieces because like as often as I need to give them to him, I can't give him hold ones every time. But 
oh my god he goes so crazy for them i mean nessie seems to like them and she's like yeah i think like she's just like wow they got good food at this house you know <laughs> but, like nino like goes particularly nuts for these so yeah i just ordered more to make sure that we don't run out because yeah and <clears throat> i wanted to say this too they're made with regenerate regenerate i can't say the word regenerative 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 yes regenerative heritage pork and so um on their website it says gussie's guttables which is what they're called proudly features heritage regenerative pork exclusively exclusively good lord from white oak pastures and manuka honey from wetterspoon so um then we made a custom fermented blend of prebiotic prebiotic plants that support gut health in every treat we want to create the most nutrient dense treat we could or nothing at all. And yeah, my dogs really get a kick out of it. The ingredients are the white oak pastures, heritage pork, cabbage, dandelion, asparagus, sun choke, wetterspoon, organic manuka honey, and ancient sea salt. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like food. they're definitely like a best of the best of the yeah. treats. It's, I mean, I, we, we just finished our first bag and we're going to be starting our second, but I definitely will be buying more because yeah, those, those are the special treats. They're not the everyday treats. They're the, they're basically the treats I need when I need them to do something. Yeah. My dogs have decided, um, and Bella is confused by this. So she's sort of like, oh, am I not supposed to like the CBD oil? <laughs> so everyone has decided they don't want the CBD oil. But if I have, if I go and get three of the treats, then everyone comes and they take their CBD oil because they know they get their treat. Yes. And so now that's become their reward for taking their CBD oil. Cause it's like, y'all getting the CBD oil yes. because I'm convinced that it's going to keep you living forever. <laughs> and it's going to pickle you guys and keep you alive. So um, you're getting the CBD oil, but I'll give you a treat too. Yes. Nessie gets CBD oil now, the one with the lavender Mm-hmm. CBD dog health. The calm. Yeah. So th- we also, yes, use that for some bribing. Because uh, Nino is very sweet now. Like he's used to getting his CBD and he kind of held this like, like stick his <laughs> like, jaw out. Like, all right, like just do it. Um, and we had, Tim had to do a new method, a different method with her because she didn't like like him coming up on her the way he does with Nino, I guess. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we, we definitely have to have treats involved with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool. Okay. It's nice talking to you. Yes. Mostly not about dogs, but I know. <laughs> always a pleasure. We got it in there though. <laughs> Until next week, guys. Bye guys. <laughs>